0: Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. PR Newswire says that last February the American Council of the Blind sent a special letter to U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. The letter proposes that the newly redesigned $20 bill incorporating a picture of women's suffrage supporter Harriet Tubman include an accessibility feature. To learn more about this feature, Peggy R. Garrett joins us. Peggy is ACB's Multicultural Affairs Committee Chair. Hi, Peggy. Hi, Brian. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank
1: you. Glad to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Hey,
0: it's glad having you here, too. Tell us about yourself and your role as chair of ACB's Multicultural Affairs Committee. Well, um,
1: as you said, my name is Peggy Garrett. I currently reside in Missouri City, Texas, and I have been a member of the American Council of the Blind since 1996. I have chaired the Multicultural Affairs Committee since 2003. And the organization uh, saw fit back in 1986 to implement a committee that would deal mainly with people uh, of diverse ethnicities to uh, focus on the issues that they were facing in addition to to their blindness. And I've just been blessed to uh, chair this committee for a number of years.
0: That's fantastic. So tell us a little bit more about the committee. What do they do? Our our
1: mission is basically to make sure that people of all ethnicities, all cultures, all backgrounds are welcomed, uh, are made to feel a part of the organization. We focus on inclusion for everyone to just ensure that we, don't miss anybody that we don't miss some of the hidden treasures that sometimes get lost, uh, in the membership, uh, kind of get overlooked. We just reach out to everyone and, and make sure that they uh, are part so that we include their, their talents and, and their experiences to make the organization even stronger.
0: Including everyone. I love it. So you got to tell us about this redesign of the $20 bill.
1: Well, you know, we've been fighting for, gosh, 45 years or maybe even longer to get the United States to make currency accessible to people who are blind or visually impaired. The average person doesn't think much about the fact that all of the currency, whether it's a $1 bill, a $5, a 20 or a $100 bill, doesn't matter, they're all the same size, they're all the same shape, they're all the same texture. There is nothing to separate or delineate which uh, one bill from the other. And what we've been asking for is that the United States would join other countries, we're the only country that does not have accessible currency. And what that means is that for those of us who are blind or visually impaired, we don't have the option to look at a bill and know what it is. But if they will have a different shape, a texture, braille, or something that would say a one, make a one different than the 10 or 20, it will make it a lot easier for us to identify the currency. Right now, there are some currency readers. However, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Some of them are expensive, and not everybody can afford to purchase them. So what we're asking is that. Well, what they promised back in two thousand eight is that that the next time that they change the currency, that that bill would be made accessible. So we are asking them at this point why they are uh, considering, and I think the decision has been made to make the twenty dollar bill to place the picture of Harriet Tubman on that on that uh, bill we're asking them to also make that bill accessible so that that would be at least one of the bills that we could identify on our own.
0: Now, Secretary Yellen responded to your letter?
1: Not yet, not yet, but uh, we're still hoping. And, um, you know, as I said, because they promised since 2008 that this would happen, we thought that this would be an ideal time to make history, you know, to uh, not only... Place her place, Harriet and on the bill, but also make it accessible. And all that would do is just keep it be in keeping with what they've already said they would do. I mean, I know people don't think much about it, Brian, but imagine yourself you go into the store, you give somebody a $20 bill, and your bill is like $3 and change. The change is easy to count, the bills are not. So you don't know what they're giving you actually you have no way of telling without having some type of currency reader or having someone there to verify that they gave you the correct change. So I, I just think it's the right thing to do at this point. So I'm hoping that we'll get a positive response.
0: Now you're talking about the accessibility feature for the blind and visually impaired incorporated into, into that new bill. What's this feature? How How would it be used? How would the bill be used? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it has this accessibility feature, just what would that feature be?
1: That is the thing. We've tested several different features. We've tested cuts to the edges. We've tested Braille in different positions. We've tested different textures added to uh, the face of the bill. And As of the last testing that we did in 2019 at the American Council of the Blinds Convention, nothing has been determined. Right now, they're telling us that the accessibility bill should come out by 2028. Uh, However, it's it's been moved from, you know, so many times that I can't even remember all of the past dates that they promised. But it would simply be a bill that everybody would have the same bill, but we would just be able to feel it depending on what they decide to do, if they're going to make the edges different, if they're going to round the edges, if they're going to put Braille on it, uh, that would be the way that we would be able to determine to distinguish it from the other bills.
0: Now, um, I also understand, I think you probably mentioned this earlier, that um, the federal district court requires accessibility in all future currency designs, right?
1: And why is that the case? The ruling came down in 2008 that the next time that the bill was changed, that it would be made accessible to people who are blind or visually impaired. And that has not happened. So since they're now considering changing the picture, that is a change. And because of that court ruling, this is the time that they should go ahead and also make that bill accessible. Because, I mean, it's a simple, it's it's not that difficult as they're making it seem. And I don't really understand why we're the only country that does not have accessible currency. And it doesn't make the United States look really good Uh, when you think about other countries, all of the other major countries have done this and have done it years and years ago. So I just think it's just the right thing to do. You're you're changing the bill. You said the next time the bill, a currency was changed that you would make it accessible. So let's do it.
0: And I understand for 45 years, ACB has been trying to push for accessible currency. And um, could you talk about some of those past efforts?
1: Well, I started with ACB in 1996, so I can only go back to around 2000 when I became really active. And what I can tell you, Brian, is that over the years we have gone, every year the American Council of the Blind holds a legislative seminar uh, in Washington, D.C. Oh, yes. And we have members who attend that seminar from all over the country. We meet with our legislators and this has been on our calendar, this has been on the agenda for more years than I can remember, that when we talked to our legislators or legislative aides, we mentioned to them that this is, I mean, we, we've advocated for this for many, many years. We've written letters. Uh, every time they come up to a date that they have promised to 2012 or 2020 or whatever the case may be, we have you know, come back to them and said, This is the date, you know, and they keep pulling it out. They keep pushing it out to a further and further date in the future. So this is not something that's new. This is something that we've been advocating for, uh, as as you you mentioned, going back 45 years ago. And so I think it's just time for them to live up to what they promised to do.
0: So the U.S. is the only country with no accessible features for its currency just for the blind and visually impaired. What are some of the other countries um, that uh, have accessible currency with all denominations with the same shape, size, and texture?
1: I cannot tell you, Brian, what each country has. I can tell you that I spent three years in Germany. I know that their currency is not the same. I know that France's currency is not the same. I happen to uh, have a couple of uh, or have had a couple of their uh, pieces of currency in my possession and I've, I've spoken to other people who travel to Italy and other parts of the world and they have told me that the money is identifiable that it is not all the same texture or the same size
0: so yeah I've seen uh, you know, some different, different currency the- like in Canada with different uh, mm-hmm. colors and same with Britain and 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 compared to ours, which is all green, and some mm-hmm. of them have bigger bills, smaller bills, and even um, some bigger numbers and smaller numbers too. But now I definitely agree. Of, Go yeah, ahead. That, that
1: is one of the things, Brian, that the US has done. Now they have put the denominations on the bottom back corner of the bills. They made them bolder. And that's really great for people with low vision but that does nothing for those of us who are totally blind and and can't see those those in uh, large numbers. So we have to give them credit. They did that some years ago, but that's as far as they have gone.
0: Okay, but definitely they can do better because our currency is just that symbol for who we are as a country. And as a country, we got to be committed for providing equality to everyone, including the blind and visually impaired like us. Thus. We need that accessible currency. So we're going to get into the Department of Printing and Engineering a little bit more. We're going to get on the manufacturing side here. Peggy, do you encourage the Department of Printing and Engineering to not only print the picture of Harriet Tubman on the new $20 bill, but at the same time, make that bill accessible?
1: Yes, I do. Yes, I do, Brian. Uh As I stated earlier, I feel that it's an opportunity for them for the United States to make history in two areas: number one, to include a woman of color on the uh currency, put her picture there, and at the same time make it accessible. I think that would be something that would go down in history for them around the world because I don't know that there's any one woman of color on any currency anywhere. And even if there is, it will be the first one in the United States. So I'm, I'm just really excited that they're going to do this. I, I, I'm being positive saying that they're going to do it because we have worked so hard for so long. And, you know, we have all, uh, so many people in the United States who can't see the currency. It's not like we're talking 200 or 500 or a thousand people. We're talking tens of thousands of people who cannot see. And I just think that it's, it's, it's the right thing to do. It's the right timing and it would be great to do both things together.
0: And I think, I think things are going to advance with this, like everything else that's going on in this country right now, we've got new vaccines for COVID. Now we're going to also have, have, have a new accessible dollar bill. Yes. Very exciting. Now, um, have, has the Biden administration thought about, uh, putting any additional uh, noted people on their bills besides Harry Tubman in the near future?
1: I haven't heard anything at this point. I don't know. I'm sure that they probably will as they go forward and make changes and updates, but that's the only one that I am aware of at this time.
0: Okay. Well, um, this is great. Um, let's get a little bit more quickly into the work you've done with the Multicultural Affairs Committee. Um, what are some specific uh, things you've done to help improve your affiliate, um, also uh, just just advance its causes besides this?
1: We um, hold focus calls usually quarterly, sometimes more frequently, but at least three or four a year where we discuss books about various ethnicities, about what they've gone through through the years, or we pick one specific part, like uh, a custom or theme. Uh, We do that on, well, in the past, we've done it as just a focus call. Now, of course, everything is on Zoom. We, at the convention every year, we have a luncheon where we normally invite one of the international guests uh, to be our keynote speaker. And we have afternoon programs where we've done things such as musical, where we invite our uh, attendees to bring music that is of their own ethnicity, something that they really uh, feel has is a treasure to them, that something that they value, that has helped shape who the who they become, the person they become. Uh, we have had, oh gosh, uh, our midweek luncheon, our midweek socials. We have just done uh, all kinds of musical activities. We usually have our board members come in and give them a chance to just mingle and socialize and get to know members who they may not otherwise get the opportunity to to meet. We try to keep our themes in focus with what ACV is doing each each year. And so we change our themes to uh, kind of reach out and let people know who we are, what we do, but mainly that the organization is inclusive and that our goal is just to make sure everybody feels welcome and they find a place to work, not just show up and have fun, but find a place where they feel comfortable to step up and eventually maybe even take on a leadership role. We try to be kind of the connection between the grassroots and the leadership, just so that people know that, as I said, uh, they're welcome. And I can't I can't say that enough because being made to feel that you're included and that you're welcome is what makes members stay in any organization. And ACB is no different from any other organization.
0: And definitely bringing and playing those songs is a good idea for everybody just to be entertained where they could just sing to them and just snap their fingers and clap and dance away. (laughs)
1: Music is an equalizer. Music kind of uh, soothes people, but at the same time, when you're listening, I mean, I, I like lots of music, not all music, but I like most music, and I have really, over the years, learned to appreciate music from other countries, from other ethnicities, just as a way of of getting to know them better, understanding, sometimes not uh, really maybe the music itself, but when you know the words, when the person is there and they can explain to you the meaning of the song, it just makes such a big difference.
0: It certainly does. Well,
1: is there anything else you'd like to add, Peggy? Well, first I'd just like to say thank you for the opportunity, Brian, to be here today and to talk about the importance of uh, getting having currency uh, made accessible for people who are blind or visually impaired. And of course, I have to put a plug in for the American Council of the Blind, as well as the American Council of the Blind of Texas, where I am the current president. Uh, we are a great great organization, and we just try to make sure that uh, independence for everybody, security, uh, equality, uh, as well as just better quality of life for all people who are blind or visually impaired. If you're interested in knowing more about our organization, check us out at www.acb.org.
0: All right. Well, Peggy, we hope that the new $20 bill is accessible for the blind and helps them more readily and with confidence use paper currency. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for Brian for having me. Before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website that's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. My show archive is at acbradio.orgslash speaking out for blind. Please note that there is a link located at the top half of the page. And below the heading, this is Home Speaking Out for the Blind, we you can subscribe to the podcast feed and listen to Speaking Out for the Blind shows, ranging from episode 94 to the present. You may also access the podcast feed at speaking out four Dash blind. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening, and remember to speak out.
1: To sign up for our announcements, send a blank email to radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. That's radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. 518-906-1820, that's 518-906-1820. Introducing Sunday Edition with Anthony, a weekly magazine show featuring the movers and shakers of our beloved organization, topics and news that affect us all, some great roundtable discussions, and of course, a lot of fun. So join me every Sunday at 1 p.m. on ACB Radio Mainstream for Sunday edition.
0: Hello, this is Dan Spoon, President of the American Council of the Blind. I just want to give a big hip hip hooray out there to our tremendous membership that does such a great job. The First Amendment reads, The people shall not be deprived or abridged of their right to speak.
1: The odds are the person you just heard is an African-American. Because African-Americans are twice as likely to suffer a stroke as white Americans. That's twice as likely a stroke could rob you of the freedom to speak your mind. The freedom to shout from mountaintops. The freedom to tell your mother you love her. And it's twice as likely a stroke could take your life. Therefore, it's twice as crucial for us to do something about preventing a
0: stroke. Learn how you can help beat the odds.
1: Start by calling 1-888-4-STROKE or go online to strokeassociation.org. Join the power to end stroke. A public service message brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad
0: Council. You're listening to ACB Radio Mainstream, a service of the American Council of the Blind.